Good morning. It's Good morning. Tuesday morning, and um, welcome to Saving America. So, David, we've got some topics today that we want to talk to you about and let you um, expound on them. So, tell us in the news, we've got lots of stuff in the news, lots to pick from. But what about this social media censorship of the right? First of all, thank, thank you, Sandy, for the kind introduction. And um, this is something that goes back quite a long time. And the, the deal was is that um, in the early days of the internet, the internet carriers, the, the companies that, that put stuff out on the internet, um, some of them were threatened with lawsuits saying, well, you put out on the internet that you know, I molested children and uh, you're going to be responsible for that. You, you, we're going to sue you for millions of dollars. And the internet carriers said, whoa, 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 wait a minute. That's not us. We're not responsible for content. That was posted by Billy Bob or uh, you know, somebody else. It wasn't our fault. So uh, Congress uh, accommodated the internet carriers by saying, if you maintain neutrality, then you cannot be sued. And, and that was the compact that was entered into. And this compact began to break down in the Obama administration. Obama used the internet very heavily. And of course, uh, uh, Donald Trump used the internet very effectively also in 2016. And of course, he's famous for, for tweeting away since he's become president. And so what has happened all of a sudden is that there have been severe allegations of uh, censorship during the Obama administration that uh, caused some heartburn and some concern that these internet carriers were not obeying the agreement to stay neutral and to just let it happen, whatever their access was. Now, some of this is rational. Uh, we don't want terrorists to use our networks. And so it seems reasonable to say if it's terrorism, certainly you can step in and block those type of things. Also, if it's calling for violence and insurrection, uh, that might have some interpretation to it, but certainly if there's a clear path there, then that, that certainly is something that could be done also. So it, it's been a very uh, troubled path over the last, uh, say, eight to 10 years, but recently we have seen a very asymmetrical approach to this where the internet carriers who are largely owned by, for some reason, I don't know the reason these very successful business people are left leaning, that they have allowed posts from the left, but have blocked certain posts from the right. And the problem again with that is it violates the compact that the Congress entered into with them to say, you can't be sued as long as you behave yourselves and, and remain neutral. So their basis for this is a rather fragile one of saying, well, that's false or this is false. And they blocked some people saying that masks aren't that great at, at uh, containing COVID-19. And they blocked some other uh, tweets about uh, the situation with Joe Biden and uh, his son and Burisma, the uh, gas company in uh, the Ukraine, 
that clearly gave millions of dollars to Hunter Biden, uh, Joe Biden's son, as a surrogate for giving the money directly to Joe Biden, who was the sitting vice president at the time. And this is pretty well known, so I don't know why everybody's all excited about some recent email discoveries. It's, be, it's partially because Joe Biden had so consistently maintained that he had nothing to do with it. And then there's emails on Hunter Biden's laptop that say that uh, Joe Biden actually participated in meetings while he was vice president which clearly is, um, is, a, is certainly a very serious ethical violation, if not a criminal violation. But it doesn't seem to be bothering the left at all, other than the fact that they're trying to make sure that it doesn't get aired. What's interesting is that this information was released by the New York Post. So it wasn't on the internet. It's on the internet by virtue of having come out on that newspaper as, as having had access to this information. So it's a very strange deal, but I think it's extremely important that people have access to, to both sides and that the internet, these major internet carriers not interfere in the election using censorship. Yes, and I know we, I've read even in the news of Facebook and some of the other social media platforms. So yes, absolutely. It's, it's like the news is right there, right in front of us all day, 24 hours a day. Um, something is going on. And so, yes, I can see where that censorship would be de very detrimental to our coming election. So because of all the news, then that starts as people do their own interpretation of the news, uh, which we've seen over the last several years. Um, what are some of the rumors that are coming out of all this news? <laughs> Well, I don't mean to sound like a, a broken record, uh, Sandy, but uh, it, we seem to have the same two rumors uh, circulating and being repeated and repeated and repeated. And it's quite frustrating for me as a person who's very grounded and has uh, you know, been monitoring things uh, very carefully during this time period. Um, in uh, 2012, Obama passed the Affordable Care Act with zero Republican support. He controlled both houses of Congress. He pushed through a bill that imposed Cadillac medical care on the entire population of, of the United States. And of course, it wasn't enforceable because uh, many people did not have enough income to have health insurance. Many self-employed people could not get health insurance and were incredibly charged by the government. They were fined for not having health insurance because they couldn't afford it. These are very sad circumstances. Obamacare was the exact opposite of affordable. It dramatically increased the cost of health insurance in the United States. Uh, prescription costs ran amok. Um, There's a recent study out that showed the cost of oral contraceptives, the most popular form of contraceptives in the United States. And the oral contraceptive cost increased uh, at least 200% following Obamacare, because since the insurance companies were required to include it in all plans, that they then included it, despite the fact that, uh, you know, there could be single males out there who didn't need pregnancy coverage and didn't need to have access to oral contraceptives, but they were still paying for it and were paying much higher premiums. So single people uh, largely were assessed uh, fairly high premiums and it was, a, it was a terrible disaster. 
So most of it has been disassembled in the courts already, but for the recent campaign, they keep saying, oh my God, they're going to take away the coverage for pre-existing conditions. And as I've said on a, a, a webcast, the, it doesn't really help anybody to have guaranteed insurance if you can't afford it. And the insurance premiums I've heard for people with pre-existing conditions, 2,000, 2,500 a month, nobody can afford those premiums except the super rich. And the super rich have probably already bought insurance whether they have pre-existing conditions or not. And so it, it's been a horrible uh, farce on the American public and the, uh, the parallel to that, of course, is they're now saying there was this wonderful uh, Biden-Obama uh, recovery, and that is, of course, absolutely false as well, in that the, the absolute facts are that the United States had the worst recovery from a recession ever in the history of the economics of the United States during the 08 to 16 Obama administration. So we don't need to argue the facts, the facts are quite straightforward, but people are being bombarded with this, this uh, false information. Wow, that's, and that's just one of the many rumors that you're hearing, right? So um, next yeah. week we'll talk about another one. And um, if you listen to the news just for one day, you will definitely hear some of the rumors going on. But let's just leave the rumors now and get back to just the facts. What are the facts today, um, David, about um, what topic are we going to talk about the facts? Because there's a lot of different topics. So I'm going to let you tell which one you chose for today for this podcast and go for it. All righty, just the facts. And one what we try and do in this segment for Saving America is to talk about something that is uh, actively happening. It might not be just this week in the news, but something that has a, a strange factual basis and something that requires more examination by the public. And this week I selected the uh, campaign financing and the incredible onslaught of advertising that has hit television. Um, and what people need to understand is, is that we're under a very aggressive situation. A supposedly failed uh, presidential candidate, failed mayor, uh, Michael Bloomberg uh, from New York City, has donated $100 million reportedly to help uh, Democratic uh, candidates. And this money is being used to run uh, these uh, uh, extensive campaign commercials. And it's not random. They pick campaigns that they think they might be able to flip. They've focused heavily in Texas, Florida, other, North Carolina, other states that are key states. And instead of it being homegrown information, instead of it being things directly from the candidates, you get this, uh, these uh, puppet candidate deals where you, you see these well-financed commercials for people who are very marginal uh, performers and it makes them look like oh my god look at this tremendous TV campaign that uh, you know a senatorial camp uh, campaigner has raised uh, against a, a very solid incumbent in, here in Texas and it's it's very disturbing because it again using the, the rumors that we just talked about continues to repeat these rumors 
And it is a, in a real onslaught on the American democracy because it's basically people coming in from outside of your state, buying the media in your state and running commercials that have virtually zero basis in fact. Now, and I would say that it's quite fair to say that both sides are doing it, not, not just the, the, the liberals uh, financed by Michael Bloomberg and George Soros and people like that, but certainly the, some of the Republican <laughs> ads uh, equally deserve to be uh, set aside. And, and we've reached a point where the main media markets, um, the major newspapers, the major television stations have completely lost credibility. So it is more difficult today, I think, than at any time in the past for people to make intelligent decisions about the individual candidates who are running. And I don't have a cure for the system other than I would ask people to actually look at what has been actually delivered by these individuals. And I think the, the actual delivery is going to give people the information. Like I said, if you go back and look, at what these people have done. Uh, like for instance, someone comes out and says, well, I'm going to work across the aisle. And yet this person has been a very polar individual. And of course, the, the number one failure of the American bureaucracy is that it is so extremely polarized that it is virtually impossible for uh, people to, to reach any agreement at all. Wow, when you think about that and all the other, and, you, and that just made me think about those ads that I see all the time. And, um, and the, it's, it's confusing. I mean, it's absolutely just confusing and knowing just the facts is really important. And thank you for sharing that. We're talking about to Dr. David Shine. This is the podcast. And he is the author of the book, called The Decline of America, 100 Years of Leadership Failures. And in two weeks, two weeks, we'll be casting our vote at the election. So be sure and vote. And then to, if you're still undecided, then here's a book that will help you make a decision on um, who would be the best president for the United States by looking back at 100 years of presidential um, people being in president and their terms in office. So David, uh, thank you for writing that book. It's a great help. I've been reading about s several of the presidents and how they handle a pandemic or a crisis or a challenge in their, um, in their time in office. So it's a great book. Get your copy on Amazon today. You can get the ebook and read it today. So it's all available. Thank you, yeah, Dr. Shine. I appreciate very much your steady um, encouragement and reinforcement of what's, what's right and what's wrong in this country and um, how to be, uh, how to elect the right people. So thank you for that. Um, thank you for saving America, helping us to know how to save our great country. Thank you very much and we'll see you next week. Yes, you will. Thank you so much, Sandy.